We are so excited to announce our next series on the Abiding Together podcast called Restore the Beauty. This study is on the four women doctors of the church, and it will begin on October 22nd. We are also so excited to tell you that we have created a companion journal for this series on the four women doctors of the church, and it's also called Restore the Beauty. The prayer journal will contain prayer tools, different reflections of the four women doctors, and spiritual exercises for you as we journey together during this five-week series. Our desire is that we come together as a community to pray together as we restore the beauty in ourselves and in our church. So to pre-order the journals, the sales will be at Meaningful Market and will begin on October 4th. So you want to get in there as soon as you can and get your pre-sale in. Uh, The website for the journal is MeaningfulMarketShop.com. So that's www.MeaningfulMarketShop.com. And to get the pre-sale price and to ensure delivery before our series begins on October 22nd, you will need to place your order by October 10th. So we hope to see you there. We hope to see you on the journey for the four women doctors of the church and grab your journal and open it up wide and open your heart as well. God bless you. Hello and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast where we desire to provide a place of connection, rest, and encouragement for those of you who are on the journey uh, with Jesus Christ as we are. My name is Sister Miriam James and I am once again joined by my wonderful, we've been having a chat already for a long time y'all, we could have recorded this (laughs) already, I'm having a chat once again with my dear, dear, dear friends Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger and Heather you and I are in the same time zone so we're like we're up way before Michelle, I think she owes us something. Oh it was dark out, it was dark (laughs) out for not just a little bit, quite some time since we've been talking, so if we have a little bit of morning voice... Our dear listeners, you know why. Yeah. Michelle, on the other hand, was dancing in her chair. She's had 14 cups of coffee. Mm-hmm. We've given her <laughs> she the stink was eye way already. Yeah. too perky. <laughs> way too perky. I must say, sister, it's kind of comforting knowing you're in the same time zone as me. We were so close to each other, yet far enough that we couldn't actually drive and see each other, which was sad. But the one downside is that normally, because you guys are you know, two hours ahead of me, I wake up every morning to like 50 text messages, which is really entertaining because I just like lay there and like scroll through all your texts. But that hasn't happened because now we're in the same time zone. I know. That's nice. So then Michelle gets all the text messages because you and I've been texting each other. So she blows. Michelle's just texting by herself for two hours. (laughs) We're like, you're a loser. Actually, I wasn't texting on Monday. I was working and I turned my phone off and I come back to 36 text messages in our thread. I'm like, what are you two doing? Yeah, you and y'all just get, yeah, yeah, you just We love each and other. And whatever. Anyway, and so. And you know you love us too, so. And we love our listeners too, because we're going to invite you on this little journey. And we, you know, our podcast is called Abiding Together. And remember when we first were, you know, kind of dreaming of a name for our podcast. And one of the reasons why, you know, we chose this is from this scripture passage, which we're going to talk about today, because we're going to talk about, you know, it's a new season and, it's fall, and you know, I think I love that Michelle often quotes that. Who, who said that, Michelle? That the life begins again in the fall. I think it's that? F. Scott talking, Fitzgerald. I'm not sure. I love I'll, that. I'll find it for you, girl. Because it does. It really does. And we all know that even if you're not in school anymore, we all know mm-hmm. that something happens in the fall, like, you know, as we prepare just for different things to happen. So we're going to talk today about the principles of abiding. So we're going to use a beautiful quote from St. Teresa of Avila and the scripture from the Gospel of John. So St. Teresa of Avila, I love this quote um, Michelle found. It says, All things must come to the soul from its roots, from where it is planted. So we're going to talk about the deep roots within. And so the the Gospel of John, chapter 15, verse 4 says, 
Jesus says, abide in me as I abide in you. Just as the branch cannot bear fruit unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit because apart from me, you can do nothing. So that's actually verses four and five. So we're going to talk about the principles of abiding. And if we could just talk about, I think meaning of words really make a difference when we talk about these things. So to abide, there's a few meanings of it. So to abide means to remain stable or in a fixed state. In Hebrew, the word means to dwell. And in the Greek, the word means to be. So ladies, maybe we can just talk a bit about that. Heather, if you want to kind of break it open for us about remaining stable and in a fixed state. And just as Christ invites us to abide in him as he abides in us, which I find amazing to even think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always think about like those words, that song, like, you know, I'm prone to wander, like, mm. Lord, bind my wandering mm. heart to thee, that because that that is what we do as human beings, you know. And so this is talking about staying, like, will you stay? And there's something really beautiful about this invitation from the Lord, because he's saying, will you stay with me? Will you remain in my love? Will you just live there in my love? Which sometimes we can read scripture and it's like, almost with an English accent, which is like, it feels sort of detached and like, you know, that, that God is just speaking these words out into, you know, the universe instead of it being really personal. Like this, to me, this scripture is like a personal invitation to rest in the love of God. And, you know, it's almost like I had this image as I was thinking through this of like the father and these big garments and like a child just sort of hanging in his garments, you know, like just at his feet. And Mm -hmm. I think there's something about that that is really beautiful to know this is an invitation from God to live in his love, which is really the deepest desire of every human person is to be loved and be known and be seen for who we are and be, a, you know, just be adored by the one who loves us. And, mm. and God is asking us to rest there. But I think the false idea is that abiding is weak or lazy mm-hmm. and that we need to do a lot more hustling, you know, or earning to get God's love or whatever it might be. And so I think this invitation rubs up against some of our weakness and some of our, our tendencies, which cause us to actually draw away from him. Mm-hmm. So those are a couple of my initial thoughts. Michelle, mm-hmm. how about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me, abiding is like, where is my root system? Where do, um, like, where do my roots go deep? Uh, like, like you said, Heather, it's not about being lazy or not doing anything. It is about being rooted in um, who I am in Christ and being rooted in Christ. Like, what are my intentions? Why do I do things? Why, why do I respond certain ways? Why am I living a certain way? Like asking those hard questions to see like, okay, what exactly am I rooted in? You know? Um, and I can totally tell in my own personality when I am um, living out of a place of abiding and when I'm living out of a place of striving or a rootless system, you know, because when I'm abiding, even though it's chaotic, there's a peace, there's an mm-hmm. underlying peace mm-hmm. about me. You know, it says, be still and know that I am God. And when, um, I am running around and striving, there is a frenzy to me. There is not. I mean, life is always going to be full and always going to be kind of crazy, but there can be peace in the storm and there can be peace in the crazy. When I am not living um, out of like this abiding out of, you know, my true identity out of a relationship with Christ, there is just this crazy frenzy you know, and I go left and right and I just get overwhelmed. And that's when anxiety comes in for me. Or for me, I get super, uh, what I like to call 
productive mode where we need to do this, we need to do this, and we need to do this. And I'm just not a fun person to live around, you know, um, because I'm not stopping to say, okay, Lord, what, you know, who am I in you? Who are you? First of all, it needs to be, who are you? And who am I in you? And what have you called me to this day? You know, and when I can pray and center my mind that way, yeah, things pretty much go much better in my life when I do it that way, you know? And so it's just a lot nicer. And so, yeah. <laughs> That's so true. And I, I just, when you think about Christ, you know, as he says, you know, abide in me as I abide in you, that God never leaves us. I mean, you know, I depart from God quite a bit, so to speak, right? As if you could. <laughs> and it's true. It, to remain stable or in a fixed state to dwell mm. or just to be, I, that's such a deep concept. And, you know, we always have like these journeys of, in a sense of going back to God and leaving God. Like we're, we're the prodigal son or we're the older son. You know, we're out in the field, like, resentfully kind of, you know, tilling away at our soil or we're out, you know, having these excursions where we think we're going to find happiness and or trying to be self-reliant. And I think, you know, when you when you think about that, just the abiding of it, it's not a passive thing like, uh, you know, the vine, um, he, he the vine hosts the branches and the branches aren't just passively hanging on. They're receiving nutrients from the vine. They are growing, they're blooming and the vine dresser comes and, you know, and does, you know, we'll talk about that in another episode, but like just the reality of, of being, you know, firmly grounded, rooted and grounded in the vine of, of God and how he continually calls us. And I, I can, you know, definitely relate to both of you on that regard of being a part in a sense of self-reliance. And I think I've been really much more aware of that lately of, you know, when I, when I, de- when I depart from God or when I quote unquote wander from him, mm-hmm. I'm left to myself or what I feel like is left to myself that I'm trying to figure stuff out. I'm trying to make things work and I'm trying to grasp onto something that is, you know, that I don't need to be grasping mm-hmm. onto. That's not life giving. And so you see those, fr- those fruits as well. Right. <laughs> so, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I think self-reliance is one of those things that it creeps in so subtly and the world praises it too. So like we can justify it so easily of like, no, I mean, I'm, I'm being the, you know, going after what I'm passionate about, or I'm, you know, the hustle can be praised as like, this is a badge of honor because you're busy, you're hustling, you're out there, you're, you know, grasping, doing all these things. But in the kingdom, it's the exact opposite. It's like our littleness is is where it's at like that's where we will find the most freedom is in staying little Mm. and almost like becoming friends with our weakness like acknowledging that that with this part without me you can do nothing you know that has probably been the biggest revelation in my own personal journey over the last you know within this last decade of life is that I was so self-reliant mostly because of wounds from my childhood you know you learn how to survive a certain way because of hurt or whatever you know for me um, it was like, okay, I need to do this. I need to take care of things. Nobody else is, is going to show up. Like, um, I need to protect myself. I need to protect everybody around me. You know, there's all of these things and agreements that came into my life that was like a, a force to be reckoned with that I couldn't even perceive and understand how powerful it was until I'm, I was, you know, in my thirties, And the weight of being so self-reliant was starting to crush me because as life increases, responsibility increases, you know, and I came to a realization, I was like, it's because I'm trying to be God (laughs) and I can't handle the weight of this. Like I cannot possibly do everything on my own and protect everybody. And like, that is, that is what the Lord Mm -hmm. is all about. And I'm not letting him be that in my life. And so it was a process of like, 
becoming acquainted with my weakness and realizing that that is where I encounter the Savior and the strength and the provision of the Father who wants to lavish us with his goodness and his gifts and his strength. You know, it's like that's where it Mm -hmm. comes from um, if we truly want to be living in freedom. And so I think this invitation to abide Mm -hmm. is really an invitation to freedom and to live as we were made, to be little receiving from Mm -hmm. the strength of God. You know, St. Bernard of Clairvaux talks about being a reservoir, which is like out of the abundance that, you know, that the, out of the abundance comes where we give to other people. It flows from the abundance of what we receive from God. And I think, you know, these are concepts that we can talk about and get our head around like, yeah, that's so cool. But I think one of my questions where I'd love the conversation to go is how do we practically abide? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. How do we practically live into littleness and and respond to the inv- invitation to stay, mm-hmm. like to stay with God? Well, maybe we could talk about just kind of three principles of abiding. And, and Michelle, you can jump in here, but uh, it's just three. I'm just going to, there's several, but I think here's three. So we'll I'll just throw them out there and then we can talk about them. So I think number one is to remain stable, to abide, just to stay, like to dwell. So to stay the course, number one, to remain stable, stay the course. Number two, to seek his face in honesty in those times when we want to depart or those times we want to be self-reliant or the times we don't understand because we're so little that we don't understand, I think, most of what's happening in our life, you know. So to seek his face in honesty. And then number three, to choose to trust. So to trust means to rely or to believe that somebody is reliable. And as Christians, really, trust, that just the natural virtue of trust is actually a form of hope that God will fulfill his promises. So remain stable seek his face in honesty and choose to trust. So Michelle, you want to talk about one of those or kind of what, how you see living, abiding practically? Oh, yes. So, um, to begin, you know, uh, I have switched spiritual directors, which is awesome. You know, it's great. Well, I love my former spiritual director, but I have a new spiritual director, but one of the gifts of my new spiritual director is he's very good. He's a Jesuit priest and he's very good at spiritual disciplines, which Mm. I'm a very passionate person. I would not define myself as a disciplined person. So to put a couple of spiritual disciplines into my spiritual walk right now has been, they're just little changes, but they are bearing a lot of fruit, you know? So that's when you know a spiritual discipline is good for you or one that you need to incorporate into, well, that I need to incorporate. I'm just talking about myself, uh, you know, incorporate into my spiritual life. So like the, even the first one, like, um, remaining stable, you know, for me, it is consecrating my day to the Lord as soon as I get up, you know? And for me, you can do a beautiful prayers of consecration, I like to do usually like um, songs like I belong to you, you belong to me, my sweetheart. But anyway, like however you want to sing it, um, mm-hmm. you know, like I like Lumineer songs. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, Lord, I just give you this day. Like I just consecrate this day. Apart from you, I can do nothing. And like Heather said, that self-reliance thing. Yeah, I mean, all of us um, – you know, really struggle with that. But like, apart from you, I can do nothing, nada, zip, zilch, nothing, you know, and that I need to come to you every day for strength because I don't have it. And I feel like the Lord tries to, in my walk with him, like, I mean, he makes me so stinking uncomfortable and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So I will come to him, you know, Mm -hmm. and I wish I learned um, by just because it's the right thing to do. But no, I usually learn because it's uncomfortable and I am flailing. Um, so just saying like, this is, you know, 
all right, I consecrate my day to you. I think the big one is that step two, seeking his face in honesty, Mm. you know, just really saying, Lord, okay, I need you here. I need Mm. you right now. I need you in this situation with this child. I need you in this situation in my marriage. I need you in this situation in my heart, in the waiting. I need you to speak into the situation and putting back the heavy lifting on the Holy Spirit instead of trying to do it on your own power. It's really interesting. I have a bracelet that I wear. We designed um, some stuff for the Franciscan Friars of Renewal for Brother Isaiah's new album. And the name of his new album is Poco a Poco. I'm totally butchering the Spanish, but it means little by little. And um, so I wear the bracelet a lot and it says little by little. But it reminds me like little steps by little steps. And this week we're working on a big project that we're about to announce for our Biting Together listeners. And I was totally overwhelmed with the details, like completely. And my children have so much going on. I was overwhelmed with life just in general. And I was sitting there and I stopped and I was like trying to pray and just get in a sense. And I'm like, Lord, I'm overwhelmed. Like, this is a lot here. And I was like, and I said, I was just really praying. I was like, I want a grand gesture of you just getting everything done. I want a big grand gesture of yours, Lord. And I felt like God was speaking to my spirit and says, my big grand gesture was the um, cross and the resurrection. Um, Your big grand gesture is little by little taking a step and looking at me, keeping your eyes on me and taking a step little by little and doing the next right thing. And he said, it's not I have the grand gesture. You have the small obedient gestures. Okay, I was like, all right, little by little. Um, okay, mic drop. I'm just going to keep on moving, mm. you know. Mm. That's so good. Yeah, and so it's the little things, but are really the big things in the spiritual life I'm finding. In all things, mm. isn't that true? It is, mm-hmm. yeah. What about for you, sister? What does that look like, you know, the the real practicals mm. of abiding? It is. It is a spiritual disciplines, and <clears throat> that's not a very romantic thing to say. <laughs> totally. Sometimes those, things are, yeah. sometimes those things are easier, and I think, you know, we – I, I mean, I hate to be cliched, but we I, we live in such a society of outrage, right? Like outrage this and outrage social media this. And it's like, it's so easy to become unhinged. And I think it takes so much discipline to be like, you know what? Yes, I see the gravity of the situation. Or oh, yes, yeah. I see the unfairness of whatever situation is happening on social media, but or whatever is happening in our family, whatever is happening in our life. But I'm going to choose to stay the course and seek his face and honesty. And I just had this happen. I'm telling you, man, like... Just yesterday, something happened that was really disappointing to me. It was something I didn't expect happened. And, you know, I got this email and it was just really disappointing to me. And I I just sat, it was interesting. I sat with the Lord for a long time and I wanted to kind of just feel sorry for myself over this because it was kind of a let, it was really a letdown of what happened. And, and then, but I think it was so important for me to sit before the Lord and say, okay, Lord, this is really disappointing. I, I didn't want this to happen, but it did happen. And to be honest about that. And I think to seek his face in honesty for me is really a telltale sign because many times I'll just try to mute it. I'll be like, I'm fine. I can get through this. But in my heart, I'm like, I'm totally disappointed about this. You know, like I'm really, you know, just to sit before Lord and say, I'm really disappointed. And I just even cried a little bit about it. And then, but trying to, and it's just some people came into my life and were speaking just some truth about it. At first I didn't mm-hmm. want to hear it, but it was true what they were saying and, and choosing to trust. I'm like, okay, Lord, this, this is obviously your plan. It's not what I wanted, but this is your plan and you're reliable and you love me. So I'm just, and so just to, with an act of my will say, I'm disappointed and this might hurt for a little bit, but I'm just going to choose to trust you here. And this peace came over me. And even though I'm still disappointed about the situation, but I really believe that it is God's will, that the timing wasn't right for this certain thing. And 
Um, but yeah, but it's not easy. And so I, I, my own area of self-reliance comes with a lot of self-protection. And that's a bit long story of my own life of like, I'm going to be fine. I'm going to take care of myself. So I'm just going to be, mm-hmm. but to allow the Lord in a certain sense to deeply, but to trust, which means to open my heart to say, you know, yeah, I'm going to let you in here to these vulnerable places. And, and that's really been the season of my life for the last, you know, 10 months of holy cow, the God rocking me to the foundation of my soul. Um, so yeah, I'm not going anywhere. And I just was looking at the tabernacle yesterday saying, Lord, I love you. I just, I love you. And you have my good in mind. And I'm just gonna, I'm going to choose no matter what, I'm not going anywhere and Mm. I'm going to follow you. And you're already leading me. This is not my initiative. It's yours. So yeah, those are practical principles that are just really important, I think. And sometimes Mm -hmm. they're really scary. (laughs) Oh, totally. Totally, totally, because the choosing to trust, I mean, that will rattle up against all kinds of old belief systems that we have, you know, that that people are going to fall through, that they aren't reliable, that God's distant, that he actually doesn't really care about mm-hmm. me, or he, he, he has it out for me. He doesn't have the best intentions, mm-hmm. or he's holding out on me. You know, whatever those things might be, they rattle up against all of those lies. And I think it begins with choices, you know, I'm going to choose to trust. I know for me, one of the practices, yes, that's true. Yeah, one of the practices that it just sort of came naturally out of like so many moments of experiencing my weakness. And like every time that I would try to do it on my own power, it was just failure and uh, mess, you know, is that I would just begin to wake up in the morning and be like, Lord, I'm not even getting out of bed until I know that you are with me. Like, I do not want to go anywhere without you today. Um, and just recognizing my own dependence on him, but it was also a choice to depend on him, you know? And, uh, Mm -hmm. and I think something that we can do is sometimes like if we look at what it looks like to not abide. And one of the best examples of that is St. Augustine, who I just adore because he was just so honest about it and his quote, you know, like our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. like Mm -hmm. it true. It is very true. It's so true. And we can see it if we take time to stop and seek his face, honestly, like, Lord, where am I? How restless is my heart? And and I just mm-hmm. love the late Have I Loved You from St. Augustine because he's talking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. for all the times that he didn't abide, you know? So he says, late have I loved you, O beauty ever ancient, ever new. Late have I loved you. You were within me, but I was outside. Mm-hmm. And it was there that I searched for you. And in my unloveliness, I plunged into the lovely things which you created. You were with me, but I was not with you. Created things kept me from you, yet if they had not been in you, they would not have been at all. You called, you shouted, you broke through my deafness, you flashed, you shone and dispelled my blindness. You breathed your fragrance on me. I drew in breath and now I pant for you. I've tasted you Mm. and now I hunger and thirst for more. You touched me and I burned for your peace. Those words, like I've sat with those words so many times because not only are they incredibly beautiful, but this is the experience of the human heart is that, you know, like Mm. we, we continually try to find our satisfaction in all of the other things like that God has created for good. Um, and even though he's there, it's like, we aren't with him, you know, that's the whole point. And I think this comes down to an encounter again. To abide is closeness. It's intimate. You can't abide. You know, the branches are attached to the vine. It's closeness and intimacy. And um, many of us don't 
live in our relationship with God like that. You know, it's a, it's a distant kind of, okay, I just got to do what's right. I'm performing like an orphan or, you know, whatever these dynamics are. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's like an invitation into intimacy. And so that has to look like prayer every day. It looks like conversation throughout my day, not just a structured prayer time, but like, Amen. Lord, I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just with you. Like throughout the day, I'm just, we're just talking about what's going on. And I'm asking you for this or the guidance on this. Um, for me, it's worship music, you know, like that's a way that I can continue to abide. My mind and my emotions sometimes can get so ramped up and full that I need to, I need to settle and ways that I can do that is just letting other people's words to the Lord become my own prayer, you know, to, to come back into his oh, presence amen. again. It's like my heart's wandered again, Lord. I'm just coming back into your presence again. <laughs> and I'm starting to learn to do this quicker. It's not immediate. I wish it was, you know, but um, I'm finding myself coming back quicker, you know, to those things because it's so life-giving when I do. Amen. Oh my gosh. And that's the practice, isn't it? Like that's the that's the practice of it. And that's, that's why it's called the discipline. That's exactly. why it's called, it's really an art. It's like the principles of abiding, but it's really, I think we talked about the art of abiding. You, didn't we, Michelle? I think we talked about that, even the title of this episode of that. Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. It's an art mm-hmm. form and it, um, it's messy. Like you try it and it's outside the lines and you try to do it and you think it's going to be this beautiful masterpiece. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, Oh, that's pretty <laughs> ugly. And so try then again. you try another color and you do it again. And yeah. And I just think, it's so funny, like I think like uh, both of you all were saying, just to come before the Lord transparent. Yeah. He already yeah. knows. It's like playing, peek, you know, where you play peekaboo with a little kid or like, you know, when you cover your eyes, like you can't see me. And, you know, the kid's right there in front of you. And you're yeah. like, yeah, right. But that's how we are with God. I mean, aren't we? Totally. Like we're like, oh, totally. you can't see me. We're hiding. We're totally in the garden, you know. And he's like, I see you. You're right there. <laughs> yeah. And meanwhile, your butt's hanging out. <laughs> You can see you. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I mean, and he's just asking you, like, I'm just asking you to come to me because I want to be in relationship with you. I want to be so close. Oh, amen. You know, I want to be so close. And I think the key of trust there is that he doesn't need us to be perfectly all put together before we come to him. Yeah. Or to say what we think he wants to hear. Exactly. You know, exactly. You know, and don't, I mean, don't we honor that in other people? Like when we're really in depth in in the intimate conversation with somebody else, I don't, I don't want you to tell me what you think I want to hear. I want to hear your heart. Yeah, absolutely. And when you, and when you unveil your heart to me, it pulls my own heart. It draws my own heart out for you. You know, I, cause I can hear that. I mean, doesn't that just touch us to the deepest parts of us? Oh, yes. You know, and I think vulnerability breeds breeds vulnerability Mm -hmm. when you are open and the Lord like responds so beautifully. But when you are open with other people, you know, and you are vulnerable and you share parts of your heart in a sacred, safe spot. But it allows other people to put the masks down, to put the pretenses down and say, yes, it's an Mm -hmm. invitation to our humanity. Mm -hmm. And that is when it gets restored and redeemed and resurrected. Mm -hmm. It's not when it's all hidden. Um, which is hard. It's easier said than done, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes mm-hmm. we For do well. Us, yeah. yeah. Sometimes we, you know, we're like nailing it, doing this awesome. And other times like blowing it. I mean, we are stinking, <laughs> so, so blowing, blowing it, yeah. you know, and it just, yeah. yeah. But we get, begin again. We get back up and we begin again over mm-hmm. and over and over. It's little steps again and again. Um, and that's, and that's how it gets down to the roots. Like yes. the, the quote from St. Teresa of Avila that's how my dear friends, like that's how it gets to the roots is, is the continual choosing. I mean, that's, that's 
how we become who we are is the thousands of little choices that we make every day. And, and don't we all love like makeover shows and like all these kind of things where the person, you know, is transformed right oh, to something yes. new. And mm -hmm. that I wish that happened. I, I love that you'd said, yeah, we begin again. Like we talk about the fall, we begin again, we begin again every day. I think I've said this before. I mean, in 12 step meetings, you know, you can always hear people say that you can always start your day over anytime. Yeah. <laughs> anytime you can mm. just start over. So it's mm -hmm. like seven forty. You're like, okay, I'm just going to start this day over, whatever. <laughs> oh, it's like four in the <laughs> afternoon. I'm just going to start this day over because it didn't do too well. Like, okay, that's fine. You it is. That. You can start your day over and like, okay, I'm going to start this day over and be rooted in you. One of the quotes I love is Simone Well, and she says to be rooted is probably perhaps the most important and least recognized need of the human soul. You know, so I'm just going to, okay, I'm mm. going to stop right now and get my root system right. This is who you are mm -hmm. and this is who I am and you. Okay, let's go. Mm. Yeah. Right. And when our roots are receiving like that kind of tenderness from God in our weakness, you know, I think that we're able to also offer that to ourselves. Yes. Oh, amen. You know, it's like when we continue to receive the mercy of God, like that's a hard thing for me is when I've screwed up to be gentle oh, with myself. Gosh. I just want to go, Oh, Heather, like you're such a disaster, you know, or all these things that go on in my mind, but to, to receive the mercy of God, but then allow that mercy to be extended to myself, like for me to extend it to my own self, like that, that can only happen when we're rooted in the right place. You know, if your roots are going into toxic ground, you are going to have toxic fruit, you know? So it really is that question. As we look at that quote from St. Teresa of Avila, that's a great thing to reflect on this week. It's like, where are my roots planted? Are they really planted in the Lord? Mm. I, I love that you said that, Heather, about kindness to yourself, because that is key. Um, my counselor will often say that, you know, the degree to which you can be kind to yourself, which is really a gift from God, is the degree mm -hmm. to which your your healing will will come along in a more exponential process, you know? So, mm -hmm. and isn't that so true? We're so hard on ourselves. And we're not talking about being like permissive or indulgent, but we're talking about the simple kindness. The kindness is so healing. That's, you know, it's so mm -hmm. healing. And so I, I'm so glad you said that because that is so incredibly important. We often berate ourselves, we, we berate the child within, or we berate that little part of us that reacts in ways that are so inconvenient to us at times. And that's really not mm -hmm. helpful. <laughs> mm -hmm. But to just kind of, in mm -hmm. a sense, like put our hands on the cheeks of our little self and say, I understand. Like, I love you and we're going to get through this and you're not alone and we can try again. Like that just is so incredibly mm -hmm. healing and it just helps the healing process along the way and strengthens our roots. Roots are mm -hmm. strengthened mm -hmm. in kindness. Mm -hmm. yeah. And roots are strengthened in kindness. And God tells us, you know, his kindness leads us to repentance. Amen. So when we have to turn mm -hmm. around and begin mm -hmm. again and start, we repent. And I always know when the Lord is doing something deep in me is because when I start repenting. And I used to fear repentance because I used mm -hmm. to think that makes me, oh, I'm failing, I'm bad, da da da, da. Now I'm no, like, no, this is areas of growth. This is like when I need to repent, this is means the Lord is growing me. He is moving me. He is changing me. And it's totally mm -hmm. changed my mindset to be like, okay, and I can run right back into his arms and there's sacramental grace there. And I'm stronger for the journey. Here we go again. You know, it's mm -hmm. continually running mm -hmm. back into his arms. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. So dear friends, remain stable, seek his face in honesty and choose to trust, choose to rely. That's part of the, the hope that we have in the Lord. Oh, gosh, this conversation went fast. So we're out of time. So it is time for our one thing for the week, my dear sisters. Um, if you don't mind, I'm just going to start because, you know, I'm visiting my mom on the West Coast, which is why Heather and I are in the same <laughs> glorious time zone. And my mom lives on three acres and she has like a little mini farm and she has a huge garden. And I've been outside every day 
picking beans and tomatoes and kale and helping her with yard work and feeding the chickens and it just being outside has been amazing but I'm going to post pictures of her garden y'all have to see my mom's garden it's just incredible it's amazing yeah so yeah. just the outdoor healing just the early fall here in the Pacific Northwest and it's been so healing to my soul so my mama's beautiful garden uh is my one thing for the week it's healing that's pretty good with the um you know finding the branches oh i know right i didn't even plan that (laughs) it's full circle (laughs) (laughs) heather what about you what's your one thing well i'm going old school with the songs um based on just what we were talking about today uh there's a song by gunger Mm -hmm. which is a christian group called late have i loved Mm. you and it's a it's a beautiful song. It's just that prayer of St. Augustine. So I'm going to post that on the website. You can find all our show notes and things that we are one things and all of that on the Ascension website. So we'll give you the the info of that later. Michelle, what's your one thing? My one thing is Haley Stewart, who I've got to know because we're in a group together, um, wrote an amazing book. She just put it out, The Grace mm. of Enough. And she is, it's a great book to go along with this topic because she talks about how her family moved from Florida to this self-sustaining farm in Texas mm. because they really felt like God was calling them to simplify their lives and to really go down to the nitty gritty. And she just does such a beautiful way of explaining their journey and the stirrings of God's heart in them and talk about you know, pruning and abiding and all of that. And this book, Prepare Yourself, it is convicting. Like it is com- very, very convicting of how we live and how we consume things and um, and how we li- really live the gospel. So yeah, it is called The Grace of Enough by Haley Stewart. Mm. I've been liking her voice too. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I, I didn't read her book yet, but I, I kind of connected with her through Twitter and I'm like, I like this girl's mm-hmm. voice. She's good. I do too. Mm-hmm. And she has really cool hair. <laughs> she has really cool hair. So anyway. anyway Amen. So. Amen. All good things. Amen. Oh, I love it. Well, dear friends, you can find our discussion questions. You can find, as Heather said, our link to the One Things on the Ascension website. And we are just delighted to have you along the journey. And just pray this week. See what where your roots are. Where do you find yourself abiding? Where do you, when, And when you step out, that's okay. Just step in and turn back to the Lord and see his heart for you because he loves you. So... Thank you for making the journey with us. And until next week, dear friends, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Mm